Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to Week 10 of Please Bet on Football Games. I'm your host, Alex, here at the On Air Talent Joe. Joe, how's it going today? Uh, it's it's okay, but it's not it's not good, but it's not bad. It's kind of like a push. Yeah, I I think push is a good way to describe it. I think maybe even like a double push kind of day. Yeah, like like forty percent of the time it's nothing. Yeah, and just like you get to sit there and have all the ups and downs, but your day just ends up being nothing. Yeah, it's it's like I was given the winning bet, but then I just dropped it. <laughs> For no reason at all. Several times. Twice. So now that we've covered our days, do you want to talk about football? Yeah, let's talk about football. Okay. Um, week nine, pretty pretty underwhelming in the end. What, what was our contest record? I, I think we went one and two. We went one and two and two. Uh, let's, let's talk about some of those and and twos well for the record in in the soup in the circa million atlanta was plus three oh oh yeah so that's two two and one but um yeah it was a it was a fucky week in a whole new way yeah so let's dive in first up we had the falcons we ended up getting them at plus three we were hoping that was gonna move um it didn't it stayed at plus three and we had a just soul-crushing push yeah yeah i take Juan davis please let's take one graham take one the fuck your name is i don't care you won't be in the nfl next year and fumbling the ball against your own fat belly is exactly what oh that was i was watching that game and i was sitting there like oh my god like this is gonna end up at three exactly the Chargers are gonna kick a field goal and win best case and then <laughs> the fumble happens he picks it up and he's running nobody near him He's going to get him to, like, the 40, just just walking. They could have kicked a field goal right there. Like, it was a, it was a win. And and he just dropped it. Like, could, it was do like you know he, what happened? His fat fucking stomach literally hit the ball out of his I'm not joking. It's I know. He saw the guy coming towards him, and he went to, re, like, move his arm to protect the ball. And uh, you're right. He just belly bumped it right out if, and if he lost was in, the game. If he was in better shape, this would not have happened. Because his stomach would have been slightly tighter, and it would not have fucking swung as pendulumically and knocked the ball out. I like that word. I made it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, it was. There's just no no excuse for it. That really sucked. Uh, it, granted, it would have been a little bit bullshit if we would have walked off on that. It would have been a little bit bullshit no matter what happened because it was a Falcons versus Chargers game. This is true. It was destined to be. Fucking bullshit, and it was. Yeah, honestly, I nobody deserves to win. Yeah, I feel like a push is actually kind of like a just result when these two teams play, and the way that game happened. So I, I think, as wild as it sounds, we got a legit outcome out of a fucking push. I really do think so as well. All right, uh, let's move on to the next game. This one was not not good whatsoever. We had Indy plus five and a half, and they were also part of our bonus pick where we had them money line. Um, yeah, I didn't know how bad Sam Ellinger could be. I, th- I think Sam Ellinger was worse than the coaching. You might be right, which is a crazy thing to say. Now, he may not be worse than the coaching moving forward. I don't think you can be. Which, well, we got to talk about that more when we get to their next game. Um, (laughs) Oh, oh, we will. (laughs) But 
Ellinger was terrible. There's no... He's like if Dak Prescott was less physically gifted. This is the Dak Prescott who is known for not being very physically gifted. This fucking dude sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't really have anything no, to add or counter is, with. We, it's we, just, drast- we deserve to lose that, that. We drastically underestimated how fucked they were as a team and how bad their quarterback was. Yeah, I agree with you. That was, that was a very legit loss, even though the Patriots are bad. Patriots are not good. And the Colts are a disaster. Yeah, and we should continue to get good value against the Patriots because stuff like this happens. True. But yeah, we we screwed up. the The Colts are a dumpster fire, and only going to get worse. Yeah. But let's move on to our sole true win of the week. We had Seattle money line. It was also our best bet of the week. Thank God for that one, huh? Yeah, that shit was no doubt. Yeah, that uh, there was like a moment where the Cardinals came out and were completing passes early on. They, they, they had scored the, quick. They had the pick. Honestly, I bet back into the Seahawks personally. I live bet at Seattle plus 200 money line. Oh, yeah. After that first drive, I was like, oh, totally unsustainable. Yeah. And then uh, Geno Smith threw the pick six, and literally every second thereafter, the Seahawks dominated. Yeah. It, it, like, I got scared to start, but the Cardinals are just not a good team. No, the Cardinals are a bad team with a terrible quarterback. And Geno Smith is playing really well right now. Geno Smith's playing pretty well. Like, I, he puts the ball in harm's way more than he pays for it, but he's he's probably, what, a top 10 quarterback? Yeah. Like, legitimately. Yeah. Like, this year, without a doubt, he's been top 10. Yeah. He's... He has been better this year than Derek Carr was last year. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. I don't think anything else really needs to be said about that one besides legit clean win. Yeah, super clean. Uh, Moving on to our other push of the week, we had Tampa Bay minus three. I think the problem is that Tampa Bay hasn't been running the ball enough. (laughs) It's not that they don't run it well, it's that they don't run it enough. Also, somehow, everybody on Twitter wants me to believe that this certainly has nothing to do with Tom Brady's desires on the offense. No, he has simply been in this offense that is doing stupid shit for three years and never said a peep about how it does stupid shit in three years. Came out of retirement to go do it He left his wife for this specifically. And if he wanted anything slightly different, he had all the leverage in God's fucking mind to get it. And he didn't, because this is what he wants. He wants to run the ball. And if he didn't, he could have said, hey, I will unretire if you run the ball less. Or, hey, I will unretire if you let me call the plays. Also, I listened to Tom Brady's podcast today, per my friend Alonzo. Go, go fucking read Alonzo's shit on his Twitter. I retweet him all the time. So Alon- I can't say his last name because he's Mexican. But he's from Mexico. I don't. It's, it's not racist. He he made me listen to Tom Brady's podcast, and on Tom Brady's podcast, he he was talking about how he doesn't really get mad at wide receivers for drops. Shit happens. He gets mad at receivers for running the wrong route or not separating. He says he doesn't get mad at receivers for making drops because sometimes he misses throws, and it just happens. But his receivers should get mad at him when he calls the wrong play or doesn't audible properly, insinuating pretty fucking heavily that Tom Brady calls plays and audibles at the line. Which means that if at any point in his fucking life Tom Brady thought, maybe we should do not halfback dive on first down, he could make it so. 
And what are they going to do? Bench Tom Brady? The fuck they are. They just really fucking love halfback dives. They like... they. Tom Brady, Byron Leftwich, and Todd Bowles get in the circle, and they jerk off on the cookie that is halfback dive, and then they eagerly eat that limp biscuit as soon as they get the chance. I don't think it's a punishment, like whoever loses, though. Well... I think they're all very excited. Ookie cookie is not necessarily a punishment. You think that because of your heteronormative, straight white male... <laughs> perspective but there are lots of gays who love that shit it's sweet and savory uh we need to we need to start a poll is this i think we need to start talking about football before i really get out of hand yes you're 100 percent right um <laughs> the the buccaneers pushed <laughs> <laughs> yep um, I I think it was probably legit. We, totally legit. The game was bad. Terrible. Both teams are bad. Both teams suck. Uh, it it's not. It, it wasn't really fun. These teams deserve to trade coaches so badly. Yeah, it's it, neither of them have bright futures. <laughs> I think the Rams are gonna have the first overall pick in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but then no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, I think they have 2024. Do they? Yeah. Is that the one they held on to? I, I think that they kind of realized, like, uh, Stafford's going to retire after this year, and McVay's going to go with him, and, and we're just going to be fucked. But yeah. they're going to get Drake May and start it over. They're going to have to move back to St. Louis. Why? That's really bad. <laughs> no, L.A. is perfect for just ignoring a couple terrible seasons and then coming back when they're good and acting like nothing happened. Will they be good, though? This is the Rams. Drake May. Drake May. He's got to end up there, though. Quinn Ewers as the fucking fallback. Yeah, that's not bad. Those are those are like two of the top probably five quarterbacks I've scouted. I say after grading like one game each in their freshman years. They but look good though. They look that good. They look Justin Herbert caliber. All right. Well, that's some good offseason talk. Let's yep. let's finish up wrapping up this week. Uh, our our last bet and our last loss was New Orleans, I believe. I don't know if we took a money line or plus the three points or whatever, two points, whatever it was. Either way, didn't work. No. Um, Sorry. Is the Ravens' defense back? The Ravens' defense is so very back. I mean, it just is. Yeah, they were they were harassing. They they. It turns out that adding back Tyus Bauer and Jason Odafe Owe and JPP at the same time substantially helps your pass rush. I mean, JPP's been there for a minute, but he's but warming he, up. But he's like getting, yeah. He's he's been there long enough now to know the defense at least to the extent that he needs to and get in a little bit of shape and contribute. They also added back uh, Kalias Campbell. I love that his name is Kalias because it just sounds like a word that means something very large, and yes. he is. Yes, even though he's very old now, he's still very. Large. He doesn't have to be. Bi- he doesn't have to do any. He just has to put his hands up and bat passes, and that's what he does. Yeah, he's really good at it too. He's he doesn't move, so he's stout in the run game, and then he puts his hands up and bats passes. Great. Rokon Smith helps him out, too. He's, he's real good. Uh, they they shelter him on the inside so well. If you watch Roquan Smith, they keep him on the inside in a 3-4. What does that mean? It means he never has to be in space. It means all he has to do is kind of hover around the center of the field and look for shit to hit. And he can do that. That's what he was good at when he was good in Chicago. He's He becomes iffy at best when you put him in space, you make him chase down receiver. But they didn't fucking do that. And he had like two coverage plays, and he actually looked okay in them. Yeah, if he only has to do it very rarely, maybe you can uh, keep him in good spots for it. It's, it's all about just keeping his brain like in rhythm. Because he gets, it's not that he's not good enough to be in space, it's that he gets lost. Like he literally just doesn't know where the fuck he is. 
But if he if they don't make him read any of that, he can just see ball get ball. Yep. And it works. Yep. Uh, I don't I don't think there's much else. Very legit loss. Uh, the Ravens. Super legit loss. The Ravens just absolutely got after them. I should have fucking listened. Yeah, fuck, I forgot. Uh, I told you that the Ravens were the right side in this game. I need to dance. Not really. I didn't bet on it, so I can't do too much. But yeah, I mean, that's a fuck you, pay me though. Sure. Yeah. Hit the hit the hit the tape. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Take that. All right. Should we do some games? Yeah. Let's move on to some games. All right. So some Week Ten football. First up, we have a beautiful Thursday night game. The Atlanta Falcons go to play the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are plus three. The Joe Bowl, Baker Mayfield versus Marcus Mariota. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Joe, the Panthers said that they're starting P.J. Walker. Yes, they did, and they did last week, too. But here's the thing about P.J. Walker is he fucking is not good at football. How many yards did he have in that first half, Alex? I believe he had nine. (laughs) Yeah, is that good? No. Surely he didn't turn the ball over. I know he had at least one. I think it was two. Yep. I, and then one dropped. If you throw 33% as many pickables as you do yards, you're in a bad way. Yeah, I think that's putting it lightly. He, he was god-awful. It, it, it turns out that playing pretty well against the Buccaneers and Falcons when both teams are missing their top three cornerbacks, it's not that hard to do. Yeah, it's much easier to look good in those situations. And it turns out that if you can't move the ball at all against the Bengals missing their top cornerback, you probably shouldn't play. Ever. Yeah, I, I think it's run out. They Everyone went like, oh yeah, hey, this is how you play B.J. Walker again. And whatever juice he had, has it's just not there. Uh, but... But, I mean, they're, they're starting him, so Baker probably came in and sucked, right? Like, he didn't move the ball at all. Uh, Baker looked incredible. Like, stats-wise and just watching him, the only thing I you do have to take into account that it was— the game was very much over, <laughs> it was even be- starting the second half. Due to P.J. Walker, it was beyond garbage time. Yeah. So it, it, you can't—like, as much as we would love to be like, oh, Baker looked sick, like, no, stop. Yeah, I mean, he did, what do you have, two touchdowns, three touchdowns? Two touchdowns, three touchdown drives. There you go. And I think he actually completed his passes at a high rate. He was over, like, four and a half yards per attempt, which is what he was sitting at for the first few games. And the Panthers only dropped two of his throws, so they're making progress, too. Mm -hmm. Everyone's growing. But, um... Yeah, you, you bet your fucking ass on the Falcons' first half in this game. Yes. Because P.J. Walker's going to get at least a quarter. If P.J. Walker plays for a quarter, he's going to play poorly. If P.J. Walker plays poorly for a quarter, it doesn't matter how good Baker plays in the second quarter, you're going to win your first half bet. Yeah. Cordero's back. They, yep. He looked good for him. Is A.J. Terrell back? So it looks like he's questionable. The optimist in me wants to say he plays, but it's a Thursday. I think he doesn't play. Yeah, I think with it being a Thursday game, it's unlikely. Well, you know what's sad? P.J. Walker couldn't fucking move the ball against this team without A.J. Terrell. And now they've added Rashad Fenton, so it's only better. Yeah. Uh, okay, so these two, these teams played a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And When I was living in L.A. <laughs> what a whirlwind. And the Falcons won in overtime. But the only reason that game was at that point was the Falcons could not stop the run whatsoever, and Dante Foreman had the game of his lifetime. Like, P.J. Walker, yeah. he ended up with okay stats, like 
317 yards, one touchdown, one pick on 36 attempts. But 62 of those yards and the touchdown were from the Hail Mary at the end of the game to DJ Moore that it was just inexplicable. So he had 250 yards on 35 attempts and a pick. Like He was not playing well. They were in that game because Dante Foreman went crazy. What the fuck did you kick? You have a, a pill bottle just on your floor. I don't know how You're going to make me fault. sound like a fucking addict. <laughs> it's vitamin B. It is vitamin B. It's empty. Because I take my butt. Because it's right here. Because you're just fucking just snorting sad. vitamin B pills. <laughs> the, this is the added benefit of live pot. <laughs> the detours are incredible. Back to it. I'm taking vitamin B. PJ Walker it was not good. Mm-mm. This it, The Panthers were not really good in that game. It was just down to Foreman. And yeah, the Falcons couldn't stop the run that game. They haven't been incredible against the run as a whole this year. Not Maybe not even good. But I don't know if that's going to happen again. And they just have to win by the same score they did last time. I don't know. They won by three last time when they played bad and Carolina got incredibly lucky. So against Atlanta the first time, P.J. Walker had a 70-yard air, air yard throw, completed for a touchdown mm-hmm. to tie and possibly win the game. Yes. I'm going to guess that PFF gave that a fairly high grade. I think that's a safe bet. Despite that, he still only got a 64 PFF grade, which is not very good. No. When, when I graded the game, just casual offhand, I didn't actually go through and chart. But per my grade, I would have given him about a C for that game. And again, that's against the fourth and fifth string corners of the Falcons. And while they don't have corners one and two back, they have a new number three who is a massive upgrade over anything that they have been playing. So the test will be a little tougher for him. Yeah, and I think it goes back to Atlanta has Cordero back that is a big part of their offense. They like using him in a lot of different ways, and he just gives them that versatility. He looked good last week. I think that's another part that uh, will give them an edge in this game they didn't have the last time. Well, another thing that Cordero does, and something that they were doing with— so because he was out, they had to learn that they actually really liked their backup running backs. When they learned that they really liked their backup running backs, they it opened up a whole new world of possibilities for them because the number one thing that they lack in their wide receiver group is speed. Drake London's really good. That man is not fast. Kyle Pitts, in theory, should be good, even though he actually sucks. He is not fast. Demir Bird is pretty fast, but he also kind of sucks. Cordell Patterson's fast, so they can split him out wide, run him deep, or just use him as a decoy and run the ball with one of their other very capable running backs. So he adds a lot to their team in multiple facets. Um, I legitimately believe that the Falcons are going to be okay on the offensive line, even though they lost Matt Hennessy, who's played really well this year, and I like him. They still have Lindstrom. They still have Matthews. Who's their right tackle? McGarry. Caleb yep. McGarry. They still have Caleb McGarry, who is okay. Yeah. He's a little rigid in pass blocking, but I still like him generally. Um, Drew Dahlman's a perfectly fine center. If it's Jermaine Urfetti kicking into the guard position, that's fine. If it's Chuma Idoga, I think that's kind of great. And if it's Colby Gossett, we'll cross our fingers. It's not like the Panthers get an incredible rush up the middle either way. And when you're running the ball, it's more about blocking schemes in this system. It's more of a zone blocking system. So it's more just about getting yourself in position than it is really about making blocks. The Falcons are going to roll in this game. I expect it to be a 5-10 to point win. All right, I feel like we've already spent way too much time on this game. Way too much time. 
Uh, Falcons are the pick. I think first half is definitely where you want to go, but even if you end up just taking minus three, you should be pretty pretty safe. So we'll lock that one in as the first bet of the week. Moving on to Sunday, we start off with another early game. We have a Germany game. The Seattle Seahawks are going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are minus two and a half. It looks like it's about to go to minus two, though. Fuck, this is a tough game. Yeah. What's your instinct? Give me a side. My instinct is to take the Seahawks because the Bucks are they're just that bad right now, man. They're not a good team. Now they're going to go to Germany and have to play these strange hours. Tom Brady's old bones don't want to do that. But I also feel like a crazy person for picking the Seattle Seahawks against the Bucks. Additionally, you know, while they're in Germany, they can get those stem cells shot into Tom Brady's joints. I guess he doesn't even fucking need them because he's so pliable. All he's doing is handing off. (laughs) No, Alex, he threw the ball 62 times last week. They need to run the ball more. That's the problem. The real issue is that Leonard Fournette is not getting enough chances to get hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage. If you ask Tom Brady, it's uh, the the problem with their offense is actually just the effort level. I'm not joking. That was his. That's what he said. Sometimes he reminds us that he's an old man. He's a dumbass. He's really good at quarterback, but he's a dumbass in several fields, including marriage and play calling. <laughs> um, what is your take on this? What's your instinct? There's a part of me that wants to bet Seattle, but I can't do it. Yep. I can't do it. And and you know what? That's not that's not optimal. That's not how you make money. But I think of it as a tax that I'm paying on all of the thousands of dollars I've made betting on Tom Brady over my life. I think that's a good way to look at it. I agree with you. Like the Seahawks are a much better team right now, but the Bucks have the ability and Tom Brady has the ability to at any moment remember that they're one of the most talented teams in the league. We, we said it last week, and I'll say it every fucking week if I have to. All it takes for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat literally any team in the NFL with relative ease is a roll of the dice that results in average play calling on offense. If they are average coached just one or two times, they can win the Super Bowl. They don't even have, they, they could be below average coached every week except for like the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl, and they will win the Super Bowl because they are that much better than everybody. Tom Brady is that much better than everybody. Still, but I'm not betting on it because I, well, here's, here's what's gonna happen. I wake up typically at 6 a.m. This game will start at 9 a.m. here. 8.30. This game will start at 9 a.m., which means I will have been up for an hour or two, gone for a skate down by the lake, gotten bored, and put on the game. And after a quarter, I'll say, fuck, I know how this game's going to go, and I'll bet one way or the other. I'll either bet on Seattle because I can't stand Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady bungling the offense from a play-calling standpoint, or I will see anything at all that encourages me from the coaching staff, and I will bet on the Bucks. And I might even tweet about it, so stay tuned. But we're not betting this for the contest. It will not be a pod pick. Yeah, I'm happy that we're not going to get involved in this one, just because no matter what, you're going to be sweating this whole time. Yep, it's going to suck. All right, well, let's move on to the noon games. First up in the noon hour, we have the Cleveland Browns going to play the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus four. All right, let's see if this works. Yeah. What's that noise? That's my small jar of coins because I'm betting on the Browns. I I love the Browns here. You do? Okay, last week the Bears 
torched the Dolphins. The Bears scored more points on offense than the Dolphins scored on offense last week. It's a real thing. The reason that the Dolphins won is because they blocked a punt for a touchdown. While the Browns are prone to special teams gaffes, they're not prone to that level of special teams gaffe. Additionally, the Browns are way better in every facet of the offense than the Bears, including running. I know Jacoby Brissett kind of stinks, but he's still a better passer than Justin Fields. Justin Fields actually, low-key, was not a very good passer. In fact, he was low-key a bad passer against the Dolphins. Don't believe me? Go watch my YouTube video on YouTube. On YouTube. Free free YouTube. Mm-hmm. No, no picks sold separately there either. Yeah, you can't sell picks on YouTube. Maybe you can. I don't try. Um, this Dolphins defense is not built to stop the run. They get lost in the second level. Their linebackers just do not track well. Their secondary... Like, low-key, it, it kind of sucks. It's, like, not good. I guess it's not good. You ASMRing about the Dolphins' bad defense? Well, I want to whisper so that the bad guys don't hear that the Dolphins' defense is not good, but I need our people to know that the Dolphins' defense is not good. I got you. I got you. You don't want to... Yeah, I don't want to get out there or anything. I'm not going to, like, publish it. <laughs> right, in, like, a long-form kind of oral essay almost that I'll advertise on every platform I can. Right. Yeah, um, who would do that? <clears throat> yeah, no, not me. Uh, yeah, also, low-key, Tua sucks at football. He's not good. I don't fucking care that he puts up big production. Watch the fucking film. If you don't want to watch the film, watch me watch the film on YouTube because I keep on grading Tua and it keeps on not being good. Yes, he played so... He played, like, low-end solid against Detroit, but it's Detroit. Their secondary is filled with people like Alex and I. You know, people who shouldn't be in the NFL. Yes. The Bears have uh, Jalen Johnson. He is a fine cornerback, too. The rest, it's guys like me and Alex. Guys who should not be in the NFL. <laughs> Eddie Jackson should be in the NFL. But, like, one safety and half of a corner do not a secondary make. And even then, Tua did not. He did not torch the Bears through the air. The Browns will be the best secondary that he's faced. Yeah. The Browns will have a secondary that against all odds, can actually run with Tua's wide receivers. Like, nobody can really run with Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill, but Denzel Ward's really fast. Greedy Williams is really fast. They can make it a game, and they play soft zones, so you're not getting over the top on them anyway. Yeah. I mean, there. it's always been the thing that's beneficial for the Browns is that they have a really deep corner room. It helps them. It's why they play well, typically, against the Bengals. Teams that are driven through their wide receivers, the Browns actually match up against really well. I th- I agree with you that I think this is actually a pretty good spot for the Browns. I mean, you get the the good side of a weird number on being plus four. Coming off a bye? Browns are coming off a bye. The Dolphins just had kind of a knockdown dragout game, even though it shouldn't have been. And the Browns are the best running football team in the NFL. I don't know. I think I think that this is going to be a close game. There is there's always the opportunity for the Dolphins to score like three completely unearned touchdowns through coverage bus. Yep. And I think they will score at least one. Totally. Maybe even two yep. off of coverage bus. However, I don't know if they're going to be able to get enough chances with the ball that they can consistently convert against those DBs while the Browns can completely control the clock and just brutalize them on the ground. And, and this is the other thing, is that the Dolphins' offensive line is improved, but it's still, like, low-key kind of sucks. And Tua is small. Tua needs a long windup because he's got a terrible arm. If he needs to take three seconds in the pocket, 
then he will be eaten alive by Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. In fact, the only thing that I fear in this game, like, it, whenever you make a pick that you tell people about, the first thing you have to do is, okay, how do I look really fucking stupid for this? I look really fucking stupid for this if I'm so goddamn correct that Miles Garrett actually decapitates Tua in the first half, and then Teddy Bridgewater comes in and improves their offense yet again, causing me to lose my bet. I'm going to pray for Tua's health. I mean... I don't, I don't deserve, I don't need, I do deserve praise for that. I know I'm a really good guy, but I don't want it. I don't do this for the thanks. I'm just going to pray for Tua's health because I'm a good guy who wants to make money on my bet. You're a true sweetheart. I'm, I'm really, I'm a saint. Uh, but I don't, I just, I, I think this is fucking easy. I'm not going to say easy because I know the Browns penchant for being horrible on defense <laughs> in clutch moments. How's Kevin Stefanski off a bye? I don't know. So the Browns are actually pretty good off the bye. I mean, they're not, they don't score points. <laughs> no. Uh, two years ago, it was that monsoon game versus the Texans where just nobody could move the ball, but they kept Deshaun Watson to seven points. Yeah. Uh, I've been told that he's good. I don't agree, but I've been told. Uh, additionally, last year, they kept the Ravens to 10 or 17? I think 16. Man, they held the Ravens to under three touchdowns. Fine. So as long as the defense shows up and they have some idea of how to handle this offense, I think that the Browns will coast. I, I, I think that the line is Browns plus four because it's in Miami, which at this point in the year, I don't think there's any real home field advantage. It's not going to be unnecessarily warm. No. It's, it's temperate. Yeah, it'll probably be like low 80s, high 70s. Perfect. Yeah. A respite, if anything. Like, refreshing, if anything. Uh, I gotta stop using complicated words. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, so... Do you know what a respite is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Am I that out of touch? Um, yeah, no. So it's gonna be... The home field advantage is not a thing, but Tua is the talk of the town, and the Browns have been struggling. Yeah. I think you're right on, on value side. I will always worry, because I, I don't think the Browns are very good. And honestly, I don't even really like betting on them. But I think this is the right spot here, given the number, the buy, the situation, kind of everything that leads us to, like, yeah, this is a good spot to take them. Yeah, it's a good matchup in a good spot. Dolphins right. can't stop the run. Browns will run like crazy. Dolphins move the ball via speed at their wide receiver positions, and the Browns play soft zones that prevent deep plays, and they have very good, very fast corners. I love it. Beautiful. Let's move on. In our next game, we have the New Orleans Saints going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are plus two and a half. So, uh, as you may hear later in the podcast, I really like the Saints here. I think this is great. Are you scared at all by the occasional shit show that the Saints turn in? No, because they just did that. They're still in contention for the division, so they're not going to lose morale. Andy Dalton has the full confidence of the... uh, team what is the weather in pittsburgh i'm gonna guess cold so it's gonna be 40 degrees in pittsburgh it's not great but andy dalton's played in the cold he'll be fine as long as it's not like super windy i don't really care and apparently i don't know man my my worry here is he's had two andy dalton's had two terrible games right so far this season one could argue one was last week against the ravens I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't good, but I don't think there's anything he could have fucking done. Yeah, it's it's tough to talk about because they were just under constant pressure. But how many picks did he throw? I don't think I had him for any pickables. Give me one sec. I got the chart. 
Yeah, I have Andy Dalton down for zero pickables against the Ravens, despite the fact he probably threw two picks. I think he threw one. Was it a pick six? It was a batted ball. So it was, it was, uh, oh, it was a batted ball at around his own 10, 15 yard line. So the Ravens scored on two consecutive runs. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Or it just feels worse. Yep. And then was it the Cardinals or the Bengals that he. Cardinals, he had three picks, but according to PFF, two of them were not his fault and they were both of the pick sixes. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I get worried that it's two recent games. I agree with PFF in that instance, by the way. I don't know why I cited their authority. Like, I'm a better authority. <laughs> Yeah, you stick up for yourself, man. Um, so my worry is that he's had two rougher games where even if it wasn't necessarily his fault, things that he did led to them kind of crumbling. I hear what you're saying, but what happened exactly the week after the disaster game against Arizona? Yeah, I mean, they absolutely shit on the Raiders. Correct. And what is going to happen when they play the Steelers, who have no secondary players to speak of? They should shit on the Steelers. The only thing that scares me at all is that T.J. Watt may, may be back. Uh, The thing is, T.J. Watt in his first game of the season, effectively, with a less than full strength arm, because he tore his fucking pec a few weeks, or not a few, but two months ago. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be the TJ Watt we know, and I think that the TJ Watt we know is a little overrated anyway. I think as long as the Saints keep on rhythm, they'll be fine. Yeah, and I mean, it's two and a half. They, they just got to win, they basically. They just got to beat a terrible team, and Marshawn Lattimore could eventually one day play football again, maybe. Mm-hmm. Can you look it up? The Steelers are off a bye, but I don't think that really matters for them. No, because the, the problem with the Steelers is that they suck. Nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, so Marshawn Lattimore is still questionable, which is fine. Eric McCoy is questionable, which, honestly, I think he could play. Yeah, he had a walking boot on, so maybe he won't play. Man, I think the Saints are going to be absolutely fine. Like I said, they're still contending for the division, and all they have to do is beat one of the worst fucking teams in the NFL. Yeah, and I, I think the Saints might be a case of, like, when they play decent teams, they look bad, but they'll beat bad teams. Yeah, they'll beat the bad teams, and this is bad teams, and or this is a bad team, and... Now we have a problem, because now we have too many bets. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos going to play the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are minus three. Damn it! Is it three now? Yes. It was, it was minus two earlier in the week, and I loved it. Yes. At Tennessee? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a Titans at a field goal or more. Can't touch it. It's a push city. Even though I think the Titans win this game, and they should win. Mm-hmm. They're going to kill him. It's the Broncos. Broncos off a bye. I don't give a fuck. Malik Willis is very bad. He's not playing. Is Tannehill playing? Tannehill almost played this week. He even warmed up. He's back back. Okay, that helps. That helps. That helps a lot. Because Malik Willis, like, tried Malik to Willis is not. He's not a quarterback. No. He, <laughs> that last series, man, where he took just two awful sacks. That were identical in a row. Yeah. And, like, you you know you're going for it on fourth down. So, like, even on third down, we're like, oh, you're trying to make a play. No, no, you're not. You you need, you have another down. You can't lose 12 yards. 16. On just the third down sack? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, that guy's terrible. Tannehill being in is is a big plus. Plus, it's going to be a low-scoring defensive struggle, and in that kind of game, Mike Vrabel is is God. I know, but we got Titans at three. Are the fucking Broncos going to score a point? I mean, they very well could on one of the moon balls. The, the, the Titans' defense is actually rounded into form pretty nicely. You got the best safety in the NFL, and then Amani Hooker as well. 
Christian Fulton's playing great. Yeah, but how then, the fuck is Russell Wilson getting a moon ball off? What? Who? Who's the other corner? Is it still Caleb Farley? Uh, Caleb Farley plays, but it's mostly Roger McCreary, who I actually okay. love. That's not. That's not terrible. Roger McCreary, who at five eight shut down Jamar Chase in college. He's like the fucking tiniest chode of a man, but he's so good. Who catches passes for the Titans? I know it doesn't matter, but it still blows my mind that that's uh, their wide receiver room. Bob Woods. It's, 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 it. it's Robert Woods. And then Nick Westbrook-Akine is, like, approaching being a wide receiver three. But, yeah, no, they. I never thought I would say this because I don't think he's any good, but they need Traylon Burks back. Yeah, it's crazy. It's terrible. Like, Yeah, he's, it, he's, he's so bad, but, like, they, they need him. Yeah, I mean, their, their tight ends are shitty. Uh, hey, they got Austin Hooper. Yeah, I said shitty. <laughs> um, I mean, it, they purely are uh, banged up Tannehill and Derrick Henry things. Mm-hmm. I just uh, that just scares me. I uh, the Broncos are not good. Nope. The Titans are a better team. The Titans will score a touchdown on their first drive due to play action and a heavily scripted game plan. They will not move the ball very much for the rest of the first half. Then they will score at least a field goal on the opening drive of the second half due to play action and a heavily scripted game plan. That means they will score 10 points. I don't see a way that the Broncos score more than six. And the the normal issue of Rabel being terrible in late games and is negated a little bit by Nathaniel Hackett, who's worse and in the, late games. And the other terrible issue, and the one that I'm more concerned with with Rabel, is his conservativeness and his adoration for punting from plus field positions. Right. But, first of all, Nathaniel Hackett also has a vagina. And second of all, trusting your defense and putting Russell Wilson in bad field position is like actually a, a, a good idea yeah i mean even in any field position just giving him the ball right now you're you're not that scared we've got a good defense versus a defense proof offense there are certain offenses where like the quality of the defense they play kind of doesn't matter because what they do isn't predicated on beating the defense it's predicated on getting away with shit like the derrick henry runs the way that they work is it doesn't matter how much you dominate us in the run game for the first five runs eventually you're going to get sick of running into this large man and you're gonna miss one or two tackles we'll break a big chunk play and we get a field goal on that drive their passing game is predicated on you are tired of running into Derrick Henry we will make you move laterally as well as getting depth and throw it over your head so it doesn't really matter that the Broncos are good on defense additional the, the Broncos season is so dead I I like this a lot at Titans minus two and a half but I think that we have to look Titans minus three they just looked terrible on Monday Night Football, or Sunday Night Football. We're getting Tannehill back, who's severely underrated. Yeah, I, you did it. Okay, I see it. I see you. I did the bet. I I mean, I might get to do another uh, fuck you pay me. Not really, because I'm not going to bet on the Broncos in this game. Um, but you convinced me. I mean, the Broncos are terrible. There's not a lot of great bets this week either. No, and even though the Broncos are coming off a bye where ideally they might be able to iron some stuff out, I just don't think they have it. They don't have it. It's not, the solution is not in the house. Nice. What is that a reference to? The call's coming from inside the house. Sure. It's a deep cut. I don't watch scary movies. I'm very afraid. I, I don't either, but I, the people. We're, we're huge pussies over here at PBFG. All right, let's do the next game. Moving on to our next game. We have the Detroit Lions going to play the Chicago Bears. The Bears are minus three. Ooh, wait, that's here? Yes. Ooh, fuck, dude. Weather. Uh, cold. Oh, it's 39 on Sunday? 
The high is 39. Bears is a pick. Jared Goff is terrible in the cold. What's the line again? Three. Bears are laying? Yes. Fuck me in the asshole. Well, they got to do it. The Lions have second worst defense in the NFL. It's very bad. The Bears have figured out something that'll work in the short term with Justin Fields. He's not playing well. They're running a gimmick offense, but it'll buy him two years of being relatively productive, and that's all they need. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it, it works for them. I, I am a little upset because we're definitely on the wrong side of the value here. What's the wind? We are totally on the wrong side of value. This because was not. This opened at minus two. Had to. Oh, can I even do that? I don't even know how, how one does that on you, this app. That's okay. I'll find it. You continue to talk your things. Yeah, so, I mean, we're on the wrong side of the value because they just had that really close game with an overrated Dolphins team. And everyone is talking like Justin Fields just completely arrived and is now going to be Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen mixed into one. That's not true. Uh, he's still not a good quarterback, but you're right that they found an effective way to use him that also goes against how a lot of defenses are set up right now. You know, defenses have become quicker, more coverage-based, and the Bears are just like, fuck you, I'll run into you. And it's because it's kind of the only thing they can do. But it's a good spot for him. And you go back to Jared Goff, sucks in the cold. Terrible. And the Lions have not really looked good recently either. No, and they're going to be fat and happy because they just beat the Packers. Yeah. In a bullshit win that they oh, did yeah. not earn. Absolutely not. No, Aaron Rodgers gave that game to the Lions. Three times. Yeah, I thrice. Heard, I heard Mike Lombardi... He spent the first 30 minutes of his podcast bitching and moaning about how Matt LaFleur is a terrible coach that can't even beat the Lions with Aaron Rodgers. And one of his actual criticisms was that on fourth down at the goal line, LaFleur invented a fucking play that got David Bakhtiari eligible and wide open in the end zone, and Aaron Rodgers underthrew it by four yards to get it picked off. Yes. On a wide open, standing still, six foot seven man. And I, d- I just wanted to say, fuck you, Mike Lombardi. All my homies hate Mike Lombardi. Fuck you, Mike Lombardi. My- Mike Lombardi, if you come to this apartment, I'll push your fat ass out my gigantic bay window, and you will die. We'll figure it out. I don't know if these windows open, but... Mike Lombardi, also, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't mean any of those threats. <laughs> these are all empty words. If you come to this house, I'll probably shake your hand, drink a beer, and tell you I politely disagree with a lot of your opinions. I would just ask for inside stories about the Browns. And then we could make fun of him later when he's gone. Exactly. Okay, that's better. All right, next game. But, oh, but um, we're betting, we're betting on the Bears. Bears minus three. Next up, we have the Houston Texans going to play the New York Giants. The Giants are minus six and a half. Yeah, we don't touch that. No. I mean, I, I think you're... <laughs> I, I think the... <laughs> Terrible. Alex, what are you laughing at? <laughs> In person was a mistake. We never should have done this. <laughs> this is going to be a really bad game between two teams who are just trying to grind out a shitty win, and I don't want to bet it or watch it. Fuck this game. Giants are not a drop-dead leg because they suck too. Exactly. This is this is a bad game. Um, I wouldn't even watch it. We... <coughs> We can move on. (laughs) Yes, please God. All right, and seamlessly moving on. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus nine and a half. You got balls? No. Okay, then we're not betting on the Jaguars, but if we had balls, we should. I agree with you, but they're just so volatile that I don't think you can. It's in KC? Yeah. See the weather. If it's wet or cold, 
do not bet on Trevor Lawrence. If it is not Florida-like conditions, don't bet on Trevor Lawrence. How do you not know that KC means Kansas City weather app? You fucking bitch. Uh, 41 degrees. Cannot bet on the Jaguars. Look away. Yeah, I think this is uh, drop-dead leg. Dude, the only reason I don't want to is because the Jaguars should be so much better than they are. I know. I agree with you. About 41 we, degrees. It's cold. The Jags, they, they pulled one off last week. Finally. But I think now they're going to, I don't know if that breaks them out of the spell or they just kind of return to being a young, inexperienced team that fucks up too often. I don't want to play the song because I don't love it like that, but it, it could be a leg. Yeah. I think it, it probably ends up, it, even if you don't tease it and you just go straight to money line. So it's not it's not a drop dead leg, but it's like it's a pretty good leg. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Like it jogs. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some nice elevated heart rate. Yeah, you know, it, it, it maintains itself. It's it's not you know, it's not wearing heels or anything, but it's like it's a solid leg. We should move on. Yep, let's stop <laughs> Moving on to the final game of the twelve o'clock hour. We have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are minus five and a half. Only five and a half. That number has dropped. Oh, it's because Josh Allen might be hurt. Yeah, his his arm's a little goofed up. And again, it takes you to five and a half. Like, what the fuck does that number do for you? It does nothing. If Josh Allen doesn't play, you bet the Vikings immediately. Yeah. But I don't want to touch this. I'm going to watch the fuck out of this game. Yeah. How is this not a four o'clock game? Right. Um, I, I'm in the same boat. I don't want to bet on it. It's a weird number. You have the Vikings who are frauds as, as far as being They're seven frauds. and one. They're frauds. Seven and one frauds. But they're not bad. I mean, they're still a solid they're team. They're a solid team. And there just are very few good ones. Yep. The Bills are one of the few good ones. One of the two very good ones. But the lifeblood of their team, his elbow might be fucked up. Granted, immediately after fucking up his elbow, he threw a ball 75 yards downfield on a dime. He hit the titties. Yeah, but maybe that that consistency falls when his elbows hurt. You already can't yeah. give away too much consistency. True. I think, yeah, this is one that you just watch and have a really good time watching, whether oh. it's justice of the Vikings being shown up or maybe that the Vikings are for real and it's a good game. I got to get a couch so that we can watch that game here. Yeah. We'll get fucking wings. We'll do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Football. F- American football with friends. Woo. There's like two people on earth I'll watch football with. There's one's here. The other one's in Spain. Hopefully. (laughs) Cross our fingers. All right. Next game. And moving into the 3 o'clock hour, we have the Indianapolis Colts going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are minus 6.5. That line hasn't moved. Okay. It's in Vegas? Yes. All right. Um, Why don't we bet on the Raiders? Uh, we don't bet on the Raiders because they have been a special kind of bad this season. Like, every time I watch them play and go, okay, i got to drop my expectations for them a little bit. And they just keep falling. Every time I watch them, I keep on thinking, see, yeah, they're pretty decent. And then just shit happens. Yeah, but I think once it's done this... We've seen it happen for nine weeks. I agree. Like, it's not just the fluky stuff for them ironing out the kinks. I think maybe they're just not good, and McDaniels should be an offensive coordinator. Well, before we demote Josh McDaniels, let's get him an offensive line or anything on defense. That, that would be helpful. <laughs> they have the worst offensive line, no defense whatsoever to speak of, and an okay quarterback. So, um, I'll tell you what this game definitely is. 
All right, let's move on. Wait, you you you're cool with drop dead leg? I'm fine with drop dead leg. Fuck yeah, let's do it. They'll win. I like. This is the spot where we need to talk about the Colts for a quick moment. I yeah. mean, it, it's not a secret. It, people have been very loud about it. They just hired a dude that was on TV and used to play for him. Time out. A dude who was barely on TV and bad at it. Yeah. Uh, he He's done a little bit of high school football coaching where I saw... Like, One season. Yeah, their team wasn't like particularly good either. Nope. I don't even think he was the head coach. Yeah, and uh, again, not that I really even think that's much of an indictment on him, but the dude has only coached at the high school level and... Barely. Yeah. And he's a bad analyst. I don't know. It, he's He was surprised he got hired. Like, he was like, why are you giving me this job? They're a dumpster fire. Tony Dungy came out and said, if Jim Irsay would have called me, I would have begged him not to do this. <laughs> he said that. Tony Dungy, of all people. Who loved Jeff Saturday. And who is, shall we say, not a wave maker of a man. No. He is, he he loves every hire. Mm-hmm. He is... He's, a peaceable person, but motherfucker. Okay, next time somebody on Twitter says like, oh, if you actually knew shit, you'd be doing blah, blah, blah in the NFL. I'm going to say the literal only reason is because I don't happen to drink with one of these fucking idiotic owners. Because if I did, I would. Yeah, like, the it, it's truly insane. The guy that's calling plays for him has been like, a grad assistant for most of his career mm-hmm. because he's 30. I was going to say because he's our age. <laughs> and he's never called plays before. Like, it's going to be an absolute mess. The, the sheer amount of, ooh, prop, bet over penalties in this game because the Raiders are undisciplined. And the Colts are going to have so many issues just making things work. I'm legitimately surprised they didn't ask Matt Ryan to call plays. That would, that would be hilarious. That's what I would have done. Well, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Because it gives us a drop-dead leg. Exactly. All right. Let's move on. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals going to play the L.A. Rams. The Rams are minus three. I don't want to touch it. No. Like, I just don't want to touch the Rams at all. Nope. It's the same way that we were talking about the Bucks. Like, they're bad. The Rams are the right side. Yeah. I just don't want to touch it. But they're... They don't make sense. You can't bet on them. They have no speed, and their offensive line is a fucking travesty. And it just seems like dudes don't want to be there. Well, because they're fucking... We thought that they would have a Super Bowl hangover and not really care about the regular season anyway, and now everything's hitting the fan. They're so checked out right now, it's crazy. Yeah, but the Cardinals are also horrible. Truly, and, and they're also checked the fuck out. So, I think we just leave this one. Yep, don't fucking touch it. See what happens when the game gets played. But I'll probably end up live betting the Rams. Yeah, you will. I will. Yeah. I now regret it. <laughs> yeah, like, we already know how exactly how this is going to go. Yeah, in the moment, I'll be like, come on, it's fucking at least a 52% bet. Yeah, they're, they look great. Cardinals can't do anything. But such is life. Moving on, the last game of the 3 o'clock hour, we have the Dallas Cowboys going to play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are plus 5.5. I got a bet. Do you? I, I'm betting on the Cowboys. First of all, Mike McCarthy revenge game. <laughs> There's always a revenge game. There's always a revenge game for somebody that nobody fucking likes except for me. And it's, Today it's Mike McCarthy. Do you still like Mike McCarthy? I like Mike McCarthy more than others like Mike McCarthy. That's fair. I think Mike McCarthy gets a bad rap, and I think that he's a fine coach. I think that's that's accurate. 
So Dallas has a great pass rush. David Bakhtiari is hurt once again, as is tradition. Correct. Aaron Rodgers has been floundering, and he's never actually handled a pass rush particularly well to begin with. He just throws the ball away or eats a sack because he doesn't want to throw a pick. Uh, Coming off of three goal line interceptions last week, he's not taking a single motherfucking chance. Personally, if I was coaching the Packers, I'd bench his ass for Jordan Love, and I hate Jordan Love. I'm not joking either. Like, this isn't like me being like, oh, fuck the Packers. Like, no, they should bench Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's just become such a fucking circus. Like, they never should have kept him around. Like, that was their mistake in doing whatever they could to keep him around. Just being like, please, Aaron, stay for us. And he's bad, and now he's tied to them for a shit ton of money for the next few years. Mm-hmm. The team's going to fall apart. I don't know. I'm, they kind of deserve it, though, so I can't yeah. feel bad for him. So I, I hate the Detroit Red Wings and the Green Bay Packers more than I love any team in any sport uh, because I, I gave up on the Blackhawks a little bit, and I gave up on the Bears completely to the point where, like, even if they became good, I don't think I'd feel anything. Um, that being said, the rivalries have lived on as vestiges. Mm-hmm. So I still fucking hate the Packers, and it hurts me every time I bet on them, which is frequently because I know or have known that they are good and the bounces will always go their way. That being said, I finally get to make a bet against the Packers that I feel good about, which is great. Uh, I, I think it's just really simple. The Packers run extremely conservative, really soft zone coverages. I believe in the Cowboys' ability to beat that. Additionally, uh, the Cowboys have an incredible pass rush. They're well-rested. They're coming off a bye. The Packers' offensive line is reeling. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch has actually been really good again this year, like I have known him to be. Like I've always been higher on Leighton Vander Esch than the public, and he's been playing great. He'll be able to help contain that run game. The run game will not be enough to keep up with a Dallas passing attack that is pretty good. And without Rashawn Gary, the Packers' defense is fucked. Yep. So I think we've just got too much going for us. I don't think this is close. Yeah, five and a half is not fun to lay, but this is a team that couldn't score on the Lions. The Lions. Yeah. Admittedly, they had opportunities. They just completely oh, squandered them. They should have scored 28 points, but Aaron Rodgers has got nothing between his legs. But And scoring 28 points on the Lions, though, is... Still not great. Right. It's like a baseline for like, okay, we weren't horrible. I, I don't love the five and a half. I think you're right, though. And maybe even this is where you take one of those legs we've talked about and try and get a slightly better number. Oh. Ooh. What is Cowboys minus two and a half parlayed with, call it Oakland money line. Let's do some searching. Or not Oakland. You know, fucking. So, yeah, throw Cowboys money line with Raiders money line and you get a minus 103 bet. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the pod parlay of the week, son. That's gonna suck on headphones. Yeah, it's gonna be violently loud. I'll 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 temper it. I'll do some editing. All right. So is that an official bet? I know it's not part of the super contest, but that's an that's an official bet. And I think that Dallas is gonna have to make our super contest because we're running out of picks. Yeah, I think so. But it's it's in Green Bay. In Green Bay. Fuck Lambeau. Let's look up the weather real quick. It's going to be cold as fuck. If it's 39 here, it'll be 27 there. Yeah, I just want to make sure there's no snow or something insane. It doesn't matter. Cowboys are fine in the cold. Dak has been fine in the cold. Yep, just just cold. Cloudy and cold. Besides, oh, I also think that last week the Packers had their dream crusher game. 
Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Like their morale. Every year, a team sets out with a goal, right? And for most teams, at some point in the year, there's one particular game where that goal falls through the floor. Losing to the Lions with three goal line interceptions by Aaron fucking Rodgers, that is the bottom falling out. And Rashawn Gary being done. For the year, yeah. Yeah. So you lose your best player. Yes, I said what I said. You lose to the Lions, and you're two and five? Two and six? It, I, it, you got two wins. Three and six. Fuck me. You got three wins. If you won every game for the rest of the year, you'd have 11 wins. You're not going to do that. Nope. I, I think that the Packers' season is falling apart, and I think that this game will be them just not giving a fuck. I think that eventually they'll get back to trying a little bit for pride, but right now their motivation is done. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's crazy to think. They keep getting worse. Like, we keep expecting them to normalize and get back to it. It's why we keep getting these crazy lines. And I'm sure it's because people keep betting on the Packers when you... I mean, we've talked about it of, oh, they're laying two points against bad teams. It was hard not to bet on them last week. Yeah, but they keep just getting worse. Yeah. Like It's crazy how far they've slid, but I think you're right. They're, they're collapsing. We can get money against them while we can. Yeah, let's do it. All right. And moving on to Sunday night, we have the Los Angeles Chargers going to play the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are minus seven. There is a part of me that wants to bet each side of this game. Yes. Because the 49ers are tailor-made to butt-fuck the Chargers. Yes. But the Chargers are so much more talented. But Brandon Staley exists, and so does Kyle Shanahan. So the, the 49ers will win. The only question is how much. I, I think that the right side is minus seven. Really? You think lay the points? Oh, oh, dude, this could get out of hand so quick. Look at how quickly the game almost got out of hand last week between the Falcons' backup secondary and the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you in that the 49ers are going to win. I think it'll be comfortable. I worry about backdoor stuff whenever you have seven and the Chargers. What's the first half line then? Because that's a really good point. But the first half could get rid of that. <laughs> They got nothing for us so far. Yeah, because they fucking know those cowards. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be a comfortable win. It should be a comfortable win for the 49ers. I don't I don't even really worry about jinxing that much because fuck the 49ers. I don't give a shit about them. Fuck the 49ers. I hope all the bad things happen to them until next year when they get Brady, and then I hope they win the Super Bowl. Seven is tough. I think if we can wait a little bit and try and find a first half line or something. Oh, we will find a first. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check some of the legal books real quick because they definitely will have it. Yeah, good point. What were we talking about? I have no idea. All right, let's listen back. We're looking at the first half line. It's 49ers minus four in the first half. That's not really actionable. Can't do anything with it. I feel like this might be a game to live bet that you could get some action in live betting or you use one of these other legs we've talked about and maybe try and tie it down a little bit. I kind of fucking still like 49ers minus four in the first half. They could blow them out. I, I, I agree with you, and I think the Chargers, if they keep this game close, it's going to be because they get into garbage time and they just start chucking the ball up, and then they can score some points pretty quickly and make it look more respectable, but... The 49ers are a running team that confuses defenses. The Chargers are bad against the run. And easily and, confused. And easily confused. And everyone's fucking hurt. 
Yeah. They might get their receivers back, though. Yeah, no, you just you can't really bet this game. It sucks. Yeah. I'm sure there are some great props. You know, take some Christian McCaffrey props. Yeah. Just get that money. All right, well, Last let's game? move on. Yeah. And moving on to the final game of Week 10, Monday night, we have the Washington Commanders going to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus 11. I kind of like the fucking Commanders. Dude, at that number, yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Because you're, mean... you're in division. The Eagles haven't been, like, blowing teams out as much. Because the Eagles are not great. The Eagles are good. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, there are maybe two or three teams better than the Eagles, but it's not because the Eagles are really good. Like, in a regular year, like, this same Eagles team last year would be, like, 6-3 and three right now. Yeah, I and, think that's right. And, like, they'd feel really good about it. Yeah. So it's not like this team is a juggernaut. They just happen to be better than the shit that the NFL is offering up right now. Because even as Kirk Cousins him fucking self said yesterday on Monday Night Football, the NFL is just not really good right now. That was that was like my favorite thing. I don't I don't get too into the Manning cast just because I like to try and watch the game, and I feel like you can get lost that. But when Kirk came on and he said, "Hey guys, I gotta ask you." Do you, the NFL has been bad on offense this year. Quarterback play has not been up to maybe the standard that we're all used to. Like he said, quarterbacks and offenses suck this year. Why? Like he, he asked Peyton Manning why. And he's a quarterback who plays offense. Yes. So he's saying like, me and Co. Not good. Yeah. Why? They they know. Yeah, Tom Brady said it this year too, and like Tom Brady's kind of a stickler. So like maybe that no, it's just bad. It's so bad that PFT commenter and Big Cat and themselves wondered aloud if the NFL isn't just mids. It's like, on Sunday, I thought you were really depressed because you were like, dude, I don't really, like, the NFL's, football's bad right now. Like, football's bad. And I was like, are you okay? And you're like, dude, no, like, the NFL, it's not very good. Like, it's kind of hard to care. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's bad. Yeah. We, you know, we trick ourselves because we want it to be good. And football is still a blast, and the chaos is as enjoyable as, like, actual good football. But, yeah, it's it's tough when you keep turning games out, and it's like, all right, nobody's going to fucking score because everyone's running the wrong way. Or the only time people do score is because the defense forgot to put a guy on the field. It's not that bad. But. I mean, it's Yeah, it's not good. Like, you say football's still fun because of the chaos, but I hate college football because I only care to see good football. So, it's not good. It's not great. In fact, it's bad. Uh, Baker Mayfield needs to come back and save us from that bad football. But you think I'm fucking joking. I'm fucking not. We all know you aren't at this point. <laughs> Suck my dick, all of you. Um, I'm like, to the audience, let me, let me pull you aside real quick. Fuck you. Uh, anyway, Washington's kind of the play here. I, I think it should be our bonus pick. I, I like that as a bonus pick. Don't sprinkle the money line, though. No. Oh, no. Here's another, here's another hot prop. Taylor Heineke's going to throw a motherfucking interception. <laughs> yes, he will. Oh, so you bet that fucking motherfucking interception prop. I, uh, my, I think the only issue is I bet the interception prop is one and a half. <laughs> no. It's yes, no. Is it? Bovada will not have it yet. I promise. They have nothing until Wednesday. Tough. And we got to get this fucking pot out. So Bovada's going to lose some business. I guess I'll go to one of the legal books who's not as favorable and doesn't offer as wide an array of bets. Um, Because they don't have to skirt the government. Correct. Uh, So Washington plus God's Green Earth over Philly bonus. All right. I think we got all our picks and we definitely got all our games. Is Is there anything you wanted to retouch? 
Is there is there any strategy for Thursday if and when Baker comes in at halftime? I don't really know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I know that for super contests, like we have to take the full game. Yeah. So we're just riding it out. I think if Baker comes in at halftime, it's because PJ Walker has been so bad that we probably have a pretty solid cushion built. True. And I love Baker. I don't know if Baker is going to come in at halftime and erase like a three-score deficit. He did exactly that against the Bengals. He did, but that game was so out of hand that I don't think the Bengals were even like playing football. No, they weren't, and they had backups in. They had backups in. The the Falcons, not that they're known for sticking together in the end of games, but it's a division game. First place on the line. They've been playing a lot better. Yeah. And like they're getting healthier. Yeah. And I I don't think that a half a football of Baker would make me jump off of like a three score lead or scared about a three score lead. Yeah, no, I agree. So to recap, we've got Atlanta minus three, Cleveland plus four, Tennessee minus three, Chicago minus three, Dallas minus five and a half, and a bonus bet on Washington plus eleven. Now, it strikes me that we could push almost every fucking bet. Yeah, having a couple threes in there again, and a four, don't love that. Mm-mm. Anyhow, uh, which is our best bet? I kind of want to go with Chicago. I will break out the Bears jersey. I will fucking, I will fucking pretend I'm a Bears fan again. I will get into it. I don't, I don't hate that. Does Cutler ride again? It's fucking... Last time Jared Goff played in 30-degree weather, he had the single worst game I've ever graded in my entire life against Mitch Trubisky, who had the second worst grade, graded game I've ever watched in my entire life. The only reason that I would want to pump the brakes on that a little bit is because the Bears at that time had a really good defensive line that could pass rush really well. Kind of like how back then Jared Goff had the Los Angeles Rams with Sean McVay, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and now he's got an injured Amon Ross St. Brown, and... You make a good point. For anybody that was wondering, that was a loose fart from, like, a saggy anus? From, like, an old, like, fagged-out anus? I don't know if you can say that. No, 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 fagged-out is a different thing. Oh, but we're talking about anuses, fuck. It's... Oh, no. Well, I'm not cutting it, because I didn't mean it like that. I wasn't talking about... Yeah, sure, as long as we addressed that the slur wasn't meant to be a slur. That is so... That is so... On... Fuck. Oh, no. So, the Bears are going to be our best bet. (laughs) Fuck, I didn't know. Dude, fagged out is a different term. It's what happens when elastic is worn thin. Has nothing to do with it. Alright. You're you're homophobic for thinking about (laughs) gay anuses. Being loose. Immediately after a word that is incredibly similar to the slur nobody's allowed to say anymore. You say it like you want to say it. I didn't say that. You say it like you want to say it. <laughs> say it. You're, I feel like you're projecting right now. It I, feels like it's because you want to say it, given that you damn near did say it. Verbal meme, it's, it's, that, it's that interview where the black guy goes, you want to say it? Say it. And, and then the white guy's like, well, I don't want to say it. No, say it. I don't, I don't like who you're, you're tying me in with right now. I'm going to fucking find the clip, and I'm going to put it in here. I don't believe you. I don't believe you'll do that much work. <laughs> oh, I fucking will. <laughs> N-word that, but a Caucasian can't. So say it. Say what? Say the word you want to say. 
All right. Uh, so Bears are our best bet, even though we are breaking the rule of don't bet on bad quarterbacks and bad coaches and bad teams. Justin Fields isn't bad anymore because they're using him like Lamar Jackson, so he's temporarily good via gimmicks. Fair enough. I worry that maybe Goff won't get the pressure that needs to really kick him off into frantic land. But the Bears, are they're rolling right now. They're running. They're beating up on people. And it's going to be cold as fuck. It's going to be freezing. And it's going to be 10-mile-an-hour wind down by the lake, which will not affect the ball, but it will affect your fucking ribs. Yeah. That wind, today was my first day back in Chicago where it was cold out. I went for a walk at like 7 a.m. It was like 40 degrees, and I was wearing a hoodie. And typically, me in a hoodie is enough to subs- like withstand sub-zero temperatures. But that fucking wind, it creeps up, and it fucking gets in every crack and crevice, and it just sucks all the fucking joy out of you. Yeah, and no matter what direction you're walking, the wind is blowing against you. It's like the Dementors in fucking Harry Potter. That's Jared Goff is going to be facing Dementors and the shitty Bears defense at the same time. And Jared Goff will throw interceptions because of it. To, to quote Michael Irvin, when it was cold out, Jared Goff was cold. By the way, I think we did skip a game. Which game? Did we talk about New Orleans and the Steelers? Fuck! Who cares? I care. I want. I have a. I have a. I have six thousand dollars bet on this game. <laughs> How did you not call me on this? Because <laughs> I forgot. I, I'm going to blame Bovada for their presentation on this one. I don't even have numbers. What? It's... Oh, because that's the... They only listed the first quarter line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, fuck. Here. Okay, time warp. We're going to go back in time and record this part. <laughs> and then we're going to come back. Well, just like we can move it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're back from time traveling. What, what an experience that was. That's, that's us coming back from time traveling. Mm-hmm. Like Bill and Ted. Did they have a sound effect? Probably. I'll find it. They, they definitely had a sound effect for the telephone booth. But we can, we can get back to our final picks because we ended up with six. Well, yeah. So it turns out we actually really like New Orleans because, uh, like I said, I do have $6,000 on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, not on accident. Um, so... We like Atlanta over Carolina, right? That's probably my favorite bet of the week. Yes, which I don't know why it's not our, our best bet then. Uh, because I don't like the line. Fair enough. Like, if it was two and a half, it'd be my favorite. That makes there, sense. There, there's also the sneaking possibility that Baker Mayfield comes back and I don't want him to fuck my asshole. That would be, that would be some... Do you know how goddamn poetically unjust that would be? It would be perfect. Yeah, I, I only would want it to happen for your reaction on the, on the podcast next week to hear you the You think conflict. there'd be a fucking podcast? <laughs> you think I'd still have a laptop? <laughs> There's no amount of sedatives that could save me from myself. <laughs> I'd be so mad. <laughs> After years of eating shit, knowing that Baker Mayfield's playing well and everybody telling me I'm wrong... I finally bet against him on accident, and he wins? No, 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 no. We're speaking about it too much, now it will surely happen. Yeah, we need to push that out. Okay, we love Cleveland plus four over Miami. It's a great bet. Yeah. Tennessee minus three over Denver is fading Denver, which we like to do. Mm-hmm. So we like that bet. We love Chicago over Detroit. Yes. It's our favorite bet. I like Dallas over Green Bay, Mike McCarthy revenge game. I just don't like it at five and a half. Since we have to go into the contest with that number, I feel like... You're right. And, and, and I would rather take a team where I only need three or two or something than five and a half. Because again, back doors open, then it's basically a touchdown you have to win by. 
I think instead we just take this game, you know, do the parlay with Vegas or one of the other legs we talked about and use it as a, a nice little additive, but not as part of the actual five. I feel like that's just the easiest route. Damn it to hell. Like, who else would you want to take off? I'm thinking about Tennessee, but but it's the... I'm thinking about Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only one you could. I want to take off Tennessee. All right, we can take off Tennessee. And then we make that our bonus instead of Washington. Okay. Fuck! We could have two bonuses. They, they are any hard. We can have two bonuses. Sure. We'll have two bonuses. Fuck, man. Fucking not Monday, baby. Fuck. I... I... Whoever we take off is going to win. Yeah, absolutely. And and whoever we replace him with is going to lose. Yeah. And whoever we think about taking off but don't is going to lose. Yeah, no matter what, this is going to end up poorly. We're going to go one and four. <laughs> hey, one, four and a half. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you win one and a half and four. You know what? You know why we're taking the fucking Saints minus two and a half? Why? Can't push. <laughs> That's true. We have to bet on Atlanta. That's a great bet. Yes. We just bet on Atlanta every week. Yeah. They're it, a great bet every week. Yeah. This, I mean, this week. The single most underrated team all year because they have the single most underrated quarterback in the NFL by a wide margin. Marcus Mariota's outplaying Geno Smith, and people still won't talk about him. And another elite game this past week. Yeah. You know, he's talking he's about good. it. He's good. You know, he's talking about it. Me. People in Hawaii aren't even talking about it because they've moved on to Tua. I'm so fucking frustrated by the fact that I love all these picks that I've turned my hair into emo hair. It, it looks wonderful. I do crazy shit with my hair when I'm upset. I look like I'm about to sing some Never Shout Never. Through. Shout out to seventh grade. I was about to say, that was so emo, it went right over my head. I don't oh. even know what he's talking about. Oh, God. You don't remember all the girls going like fucking this with the long sleeves? Yes, I do That was him. Uh... See how I connected girls to him? Now you know we're in emo days. Time's a flat circle. Uh, All right. So what's what's the final card look like that we can lock this in? Yep. And post time travel, you can go get your fucking Italian soup on. Um, Atlanta minus three, cha-ching. Yes. Cleveland plus four. Yes. Cha-ching. Chicago minus three over Detroit. Best bet. Cha-ching. Yes. Second cha-ching for the best betness. New Orleans over Pittsburgh. New Orleans minus two point five. Cha-ching. Do we best? Is it a best bet? I mean, if you have six grand on it, I have six grand on it because it was my favorite bet of the week. Well, I mean, by by that logic, it should be the but best. How bet. do you feel about it? I mean, I I like it. I, it makes a ton of sense to me. I think the Steelers are fucking horrible. I'm not really worried about JJ Watt. Cha-ching, TJ. TJ Watt. Um, okay, it's a, it's a double best bet then. Okay, we got a, another week with two best bets. And that leaves, uh, okay, pick a number one through ten. This is how we're doing it. Four. Okay. Uh, so I realized that you picked the thing that I didn't want, which means that I we're going with Dallas over Green Bay. Incredible. But I, I was going to make it Tennessee is the low half and Dallas is the high half, and then you said that, and I realized, actually, I want Dallas. That's, you know, that's what those moments are for, though. It's like coin flips. You can figure out who you really want while the coin's in the air. That's exactly what I was trying to replicate. All right, and then that means that our bonus bet will be Tennessee minus three over Denver. And Washington plus five, plus 11. And Washington plus 11. Don't you dare steal those six points from me. I thought you wanted to tease it, man. To 17? All right, so we've got a lot of bets. This is the most units we've ever had in a pod. Yes. It's, it could be a really bad week. It could, could be a really good could be week. A, this, week could, this week could put us positive. You, you slow the fuck down on any of those 
Yeah, let's find some wood. There's nothing made of wood in this apartment. <laughs> it's all fucking... The, the floor... Yeah. <laughs> We're back. We've knocked. Uh, the, the good luck fairies are awake. We have seven picks for you. We're not saying tail or fail anymore because it doesn't go well. That's the end of the pod. Asta. Thank <laughs> you.